Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know about you guys, but a game is 10 times more harder when I put my money on it. Sometimes I just have a good feeling and got my creative juices flowing. And I want to make some money, so I want to put some money on that and get rich. Other times I just want to bet on my team because you know you know what? They're just my team and I know them and I'm just going to throw some money down on them. Whether you've been betting for years or it's just you know, your first time, let my bookie be the place for you. And right now, they got a promo going on where they'll match deposit dollar for dollar under the promo code CHAIR. And they'll match deposit. So you put 100 in, you get 100 back. I mean, you're a chance to make even more money. You can bet on, you know, you can bet from your computer or from your phone. And they got plenty of sports to bet on, plenty of props. XFLs in, in session. So go, guys. Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code CHAIR. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, fellas and ladies. Welcome to another Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Lad Harris here. Happy Monday to you all. I'm on my way home from work. I want to record this morning, but I just really didn't feel like recording. So I'm in rush out right now. Getting home. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. So, plenty of things to talk about today. Um, lots of things. Well, first of all, let's get the. This is Pitt centric, so let's start with Pitt. Um, Pitt hoops on Saturday knocked out Georgia Tech. I didn't get a chance to watch the game because, um, well, I was watching XFL and I was injecting into my veins, and it was. God, it was so good. You know, um, I watched both games on Saturday. I, I missed the games on Sunday, but, I, you know, any game that involves Dallas is probably going to be a train wreck anyway. But, you know, I looked over, I rewatched the pick game thanks to YouTube, and you get all the highlights and all that happy stuff. Um, Justin Champagne, 30 points, I believe 12 boards. The guy, I mean, obviously, you know, I was reading that Julius Page mentioned that um, they should ride the game through Justin Champagne. He should be the guy because they were without Ryan Murphy, and hopefully he comes back soon. I know he's been hurt. They got Clemson on Wednesday, a winnable game there. They're 15-9 overall, 6-7 and seven in the ACC. They've surpassed last year's win total overall, which is awesome. And the best part about that, and they did this, they surpassed Last year's win total, winning more ACC games, which is, to me, it's great. I love it. Um, I know that um, the ACC overall isn't all that great this year. They're, right now, as it stands, we're lucky if we're going to get three, t- three teams in the tournament, but lots can change. We may end up getting five and six. Who knows? It just depends on records and depends on how the bubble looks. 
I mean, no tournament is complete without ACC teams. I mean, you got to have them. So I think, you know, it may work out. For me, I'm happy that Pitt's, I mean, even if the ACC is down this year, I'm very happy that Pitt is taking advantage of it. I'd be more concerned if they weren't, if they were still losing games at a rapid pace. I'd be very, very concerned. But look at the game. Obviously, they're learning differences. If you watched, I mean, obviously, you know, Tech stayed in it or tried to stay in it towards the end. In the second half, Pitt pulled away. But the glaring thing was, is they turned the ball over a hell of a whole lot than Pitt did. I mean, they had over 20 turnovers. And I think fouls as well. I mean, they don't, you know, of course, a lot of it was probably towards the end of the game. But turnovers are a big thing. I mean, I mean, the, the shooting statistics were very similar. But the turnovers were the most glaring part of it. And Pitt's defense did a hell of a job on that. You know, that's what they're good at is forcing turnovers. It's capable of stress defense so much that these guys are – definitely getting it and there's good things yet to come I mean excuse me if you uh, check out at dream uh, at into pit the guy who does you know the dream backfield site he's got some uh, got some good resources there some good articles about you know how pits progressed so I would definitely go check him out check out a site um, definitely follow him for pick, you know, for pick games as well because if you want the play-by-play, he's going to give it to you and he's going to tell you what's going on and what they're doing. So check him out. But, hey, I'll take it. If they can win, they'll be 7-7 overall ACC, which kind of gets you excited. Kind of makes you wonder if they can make the tournament or not. Although I said last podcast that it ain't happening. But of course, that excitement, joy, joy, feeling is, oh, they, they just, they just might make it. Oh my God, we're, we're so close. Who knows? I mean, I mean, hey, you know, it's good to think, good to, good to, you know, good to dream. Sometimes dreams come true, but we'll see. And there's a guy just who just drove past, but he's facetiming while driving his two passenger uh, sports car. And he's got his freaking top down on top of it. Ah, yeah, space tummy while driving. That's awesome. Unless he's Snapchatting and showing how, how fast he's going in rush hour. But, I mean, if you're going to FaceTime, I guess you should do it there. And maybe I should mind my own business, but it was right in front of me. And that's what I'm trying to – I hate now is I get into a line the other day at um, Kroger, the express checkout or whatever. Or to self-checkout, I should say. And I'm behind this lady and I hear a bunch of talking. And naturally, she has something on FaceTime. And I'm like trying to... I have to step, I have to step a, few, a few steps away from her because, well... Otherwise, I feel like I'm part of the conversation. I might as well start you know, talking with them and jumping in their conversation. So... Yeah, I just... You know, I don't like that. I mean, it's the same... I mean, I wonder if there's a correlation between these people. The people that um, at their desks at cubicles put their phones on um, speaker for everyone to hear. I don't know. Anyways. Other uh, fun things going on. Well, the 
this morning there was a tweet that got sent out. I guess you know, Staggerwald, I guess, you know, sent it out. Ah, uh, there's a Pitt Stadium uh, billboard. Uh, I'm not sure how much it cost to put that up there, and I hope they didn't spend a whole lot on it, but uh, it's, I, don't, I don't see it happening, ever. I don't, I just don't. It's not happening. And to be honest with you, I really, I think it's a good idea if we don't let it happen. Because I just feel if we bring out an on-campus stadium in the Oakland, we're going to redevelop Oakland, and we're going to destroy what Oakland once was to us, or what, what it is now. So I mean, do you want do you want Gene's place to be gone, be replaced by uh, some sort of a you know yuppie type of you know wine bar or something, wine or cigar bar, where it costs let's see, where each draft beer costs eight or nine bucks, and you order a hamburger and it's uh you know made of grass fed beef and and of course with an or- organic gluten free bun and. And of course, uh, organic potato chips with it, or uh, or some sort of uh, special, you know, French fry substitute, where your entree costs like twenty five bucks. No, you don't want that. You want to keep jeans at where jeans is at. You want a bar where you can uh, get cheap drafts, and the only type of food you can order is uh, potato chips, slim jims, and uh, peanuts, and a cigarette machine. I don't know if jeans has that or not, but you know what I'm saying. In other words, you want to keep your dive bars where they're at. Otherwise, you bring on Campus Stadium, we're going to have, you know, South Oakland, North Oakland becomes New Oakland. So, I think if you're putting on, if you're putting a stadium that's near Pitt, your best bet is probably going to be, um, well, I don't know. Pro- I, w- I would say buy uh, Riverfront Land by Hazelwood and, you know, do that. Because I just don't see it happening. So, let me pause this real quick. Okay, we're back at it. Um, I had to pause it real quick because um, some texts were flying and I don't really, I really don't want people to call while I'm podcasting because it pisses me off. It ruins the podcast. So, yeah, I don't see it on campus same happen in Oakland. Um, Luke Fickle turned down the, um, Michigan State job, and of course, it didn't take uh, some of the local media to uh, say, uh, well, gee, I wonder, if I'm Heather Luck, I wonder where Pat Arduzzi is right now. Uh, Pat Arduzzi is a head coach at Pitt right now, so on top of that, Pitt, Pat released a uh, video of himself, you know, declaring his loyalty to Pitt, so I, re- I mean, it would be a really dick move at this point for him to, you know, to change his mind. I just don't, you know, I don't see, and of course, last night Smiley mentioned, well, you know, people, you know, it's nice that Pat Arduzzi turned it down, but there's a good chance the job wasn't offered to him or, or it wasn't his. And, you know, that's, that's good. That's good logic by Bob. That's great. But regardless of what the, what the truth is, Pat Arduzzi's still a head coach at Pitt. So either way, he hasn't really lost anything because he still has a head coaching job. So I don't think it's going to hurt his ego that uh, that the Michigan State didn't want didn't want to give him the job. But you know what what's good for uh, you know what's good for clicks and attention is you know 
keeps people busy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's starting to rain here on, on the way home. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to get a rainbow because it's, the skies are clear and it's raining. So we're, I'm thinking we can, we've definitely got to get a rainbow here coming. Oh, well, I don't know. Whatever. But Michigan State, I think, if anything else, their next hire is probably going to be a short term. I don't think their job is a horribly bad job. I mean, it's, it's Michigan State. It's, it's in the Big Ten. It's not a horribly bad job. It's just right now, it's it's not somewhere you want to be right now. Or where Penner, Duzer, Luke, Luke Fickle want to be. Because it's a mess. And I'm thinking, after how long D'Antonio has been there, they're probably going to clean house is what it is. And in some ways, that's kind of how I felt the Kevin Stallings hire was at Pitt. It was a it was a um, an attempt to clean house and to change culture. Whatever whatever in culture Jimmy Dixon instilled, I think they wanted to change it. I just didn't think they banked on uh, Kevin Stallings losing um, every ACC game in his second year. And pretty much alienating, pretty much alienating the fan base. But you know, that wasn't really totally his fault. Uh, that was Scott Barnes's fault for doing that, and pretty much saying that uh, the people who uh, you know they don't like it, and you know, find something else to do, which is kind of ballsy by him to pretty much say that you know to tell the donors that they really don't matter. <laughs> I don't know. But then uh, Heather came in and got Capel, and that's that. But I'm sure if, um, I'm not sure if Heather's too worried if Penn or Doozy left or is going to leave. I'm sure she has some sort of backup plan. Probably already has a candidate lined up in case he does bail. So really, if he did, it would be nothing new to Pitt. So I don't think we'd be too hurt that he'd be gone. It just it's, That's part of life. But regardless, he's still here, and who cares? Whatever. You know, I find that I've, I think I'm almost, I'm very close to muting Kobe Bryant off my timeline because um, you know, I don't mind the whole remembrance stuff in the morning and the rest in peace. I mean, that's great. It's just there's a never-ending pissing match over his legacy now. I mean, you have Two sides arguing about what um, what his legacy is, and talking about what happened back in two thousand three. I mean, the guy is gone now. I mean, it's I understand if you're you know if you're worried about you know, his, you know what he you know what he did then, but it's kind of you know you probably should have brought up when he was still alive and not rooting, rooting for the guy when he was still playing, and of course you know being marvelled at his. Uh, what he's been doing and say, Oh yeah. You know, about that, you know, about that charge he had. And of course the Oscars were last night, but you know what? I mean, people were, people were pissed off over the, um, over some people were pissed off over who won the uh, best film or whatever. I don't know. You know, I don't watch the Oscars or the Grammys. I really don't have any really interest. I really don't have any interest in any of the speeches either. Although uh, Jacqueline Phoenix's uh, 
tribute to uh, his brother River, the guy who played um, the golf. He was you know he was the golf of Stand by Me. You know that you know that was cool. I mean, he was paying tribute to his brother. I mean, some people talked about his. Uh, I guess his issue with uh, milk. I guess well, it wasn't so much milk. I mean, he wasn't against milk. It was just how the cow, you know, what's done to the cows that they're, you know, that they're inseminated and they get the, their their offspring's taken from them. But I mean, people were were pissed off over that. But they, but the same people that are mad over that didn't realize he was talking about cancel culture as well. You know, he was railing against that as well. I mean, he was. I mean, with that speech, there's a lot to love. I mean, I mean, there was some stuff you probably didn't like, but there was some stuff you could like. Anyways, let's move on to some more stuff. XFL, let's get to this now, finally. I watched the game Saturday and Sunday, and I just fell in love. I mean, watching Cardell Jones in game one tear it up. I mean, he looked, I mean, he looked shaky in the beginning, but all quarterbacks do. And he really turned it on. The Houston game was fun for me to watch because of June Jones and Chris Miller being the uh, coaches. June uh, June Jones, obviously the head coach. Chris Miller, the, the offensive coordinator, who was at Atlanta during the uh, when the Falcons were in the, in the black uniforms. You had Chris Miller, you had Andre Risen, Dion, Michael Haynes. Too legit to quit. You had all those guys, and the offense. It was run and shoot, and P.J. Walker just tore it up. I mean, it was fun to watch. And, of course, it cost Pepper Johnson his job, which sucks. I believe it was Pepper, yeah, because yeah, game one was Washington-Seattle, I remember now. And Washington started to hate their their, their team until Carl Jones started to really tear it up. Um, the second game wasn't, you know, wasn't so much to look at either. I mean, it was a fun game. I guess it depends on who you're rooting for, but you had some people that fired off with their hot takes about how the game, league won't survive. One person who was, you know, obviously considers himself the champion for Pittsburgh sports was was yapping about it and said, "Well, the XFL will never outdraw Penn's playoff game ever." And I'm like, "Dude, really? I mean, we're that it'll never outdraw the Pens. I, I don't think the XFL's intention is to ever outdraw the Pens. And we got this dickhead." Excuse my language, guys. Causing an accident. Almost. Basically, somebody in an Infinity SUV who, uh, you know, just feels that they're entitled to uh, cut people off and cause accidents. My apologies for Infinity drivers who aren't dickheads. Alright, anyways, let's get back to it. I don't think the XFL's intentions to compete with any league... I think the the intention is to maintain a league. They got a two year deal with major networks. The guys aren't being paid much, and of course, there was an article about how Kaepernick supposedly turned on the XFL, um, which was kind of like kind of clickbait. Because when I was reading it, Oliver Lucky mentions that you know, given what they pay quarterbacks, fifty five, you know, not so much quarterbacks, but players in general, fifty five, sixty grand. That there's probably no way in hell that Colin Kaepernick is going to take that much money to play in the XFL. 
I'm sure Kaepernick has made pl has made plenty of money through his deals. And on top of that, yeah, through his deals, and of course, you know, through the Nike contract, because I'm you know he and plus he has that shoe he he's selling. So I'm sure I call him Kaepernick's not hurting too bad. That he needs to take a sixty thousand uh, dollar check to play in um play quarterback in the XFL. I mean, why sacrifice your body when you're making enough money as it is? You know, I'm sure, I mean, I think, I think we're past the whole, you know, does he want to play a principal now? Or, you know, I'm thinking we're past all that right now to the point where it's like, it's, it's just the whole conversation, just a dead conversation. But for a lot of these guys, they want second chances. I mean, Carl Jones, I mean, I forgot he, I didn't realize he was out of the league. But he's back. And I think he was, I think he had that one good year. I think they took him to the national title game. They won it. And I think he was supposed to, I don't think he left early. I think he came back when he was supposed to, when he was projected to be a first round pick. And I'm not sure what happened to him after that. But I think, you know, he got some bad advice. I'm sure Lloyd probably, not, not, not Lloyd, but, um, Urban probably wanted to, you know, convince to keep him because he needed quarterback depth because he obviously needed, um, you know, need somebody to cover his ass. But Cardell is back, and you know, for him this is good for him because I mean he's going to get some the reps that he needs. I mean PJ Walker had a hell of a game. I mean, but for this league to survive, I think it. They need, they need, the teams need to have some sort of playmaker. It's, it's got to be a quarterback. So, I mean, each team's got to have some sort of exciting element to, to it, to their game, because if they don't, well, some of these teams are going to fold. I, I think at the end of the day, if the XFL can have at least four core teams that are really good, I think they'll be fine. It's just that you may have some teams that fold, and if, you know, it happens. If you can, I mean, if teams are going to fold, if you can add teams, but at the end of the day, they they got to they got to maintain this league and give people, you know, give these guys viable options, especially kids in high school. You know, if they can give them an option to go here instead of going to college, make some money, and develop themselves. This would be it'd be great. Because here, because here's the thing: going to college and going to class just isn't for everybody. That's why we have, you know, trades and whatnot. Because not everybody wants to go to college. Some guys, they want to, you know, they might have a trade. They don't want to sit in classrooms. They want to go do an apprenticeship and make some money right away and get paid. Can't blame them. We all want to work. We all want to work and make money. That's just how it is. But overall, I, like, I love, I love the, um, I love the short and play clock. Because it forces uh, these guys to, um, you know, it forces them to uh, pick up the pace. Let the guy through. Hold on, guys. There was an accident. Uh, I'm not sure where, but there's an ambulance heading that way, so I had to pause it again. And you can hear my clicks as well. But yeah, I mean, I love how they, you know the, the short and play clock forces them to pick up the pace. 
you got the extra point options. The kickoffs are really cool as well. I mean, one thing that Exeville has, has to do, one thing to keep themselves as a good league is to, uh, they have to continually be innovative and uh, be ahead of the curve, which they have been. I'm sure that NFL will pretty much will still some of these roles and some of these ideas eventually down the road because that's what they did when the XFL came in years ago. But overall, I thought it was a good debut for the league. And week two will tell a lot. I'm sure it'll be a drop-off in viewers because that's what happened with the AAF. But the AAF wasn't really... For one thing with the AAF is... The games were really readily available. You couldn't find them anywhere. They were on uh, back page networks, pretty much. You didn't see them a lot. The, you know, the XFL's got you know contracts with major networks for two years, and the thing can pull some rings out of their ass, and it may work out for them. But. Um, I'd like to see an XFL team with Pittsburgh, but it's not going to happen. Because here's the thing. Um, unless it's the Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh's not going to support another football team. Okay? You know, you can make their jersey black and gold all you want. It's not the Steelers. And that's just the brains of uh, of Yenzers. If it's not Steelers, they don't give a shit. No, it's not Steelers. You know... Basically, and on top of that, you need a you need, you need a, a uh, they need they're going to need a place to play. And while you can't play at Heinz because it's an NFL stadium, I'm not sure the Steelers will be all, all right with it. Although there's no there's no competition to be had, I just don't think they'll allow it. And given the uh, how much buzz they would have, they would need a smaller facility. They would need a smaller facility, possibly 30,000, 40,000 seats, um, with the proximity to the, you know, the Pittsburgh. Probably, you know, I would recommend Oakland. You know, put in, put in the, um, put on Pitt's campus. You know, at least you know, between thirty to fifty thousand seats. Actually, thirty-five to forty-five thousand seats would be good. Put in, put it near uh, University of Pittsburgh, and you know, we kill two birds with one stone. And yeah, and there's my there's my uh, hypocritical statement of saying we don't need an on-campus stadium. But yeah, it's just they would need a facility to do it in, and of course, there's no facilities that are big enough for them. Yeah, basically. And of course, Hinesville's too big. They need some that's at least thirty thousand seats because Houston's playing their games currently at uh, at the U of H, and I think they. That steam seats about forty thousand, between forty to forty to fifty thousand, maybe. So yeah, you're gonna need that type of thing. It's, I mean, this league is gonna work in an eighty thousand, you know, seat primary. Oh wow, the ice cream man, and he's playing music too. Ice cream man in freaking middle of February. That's phenomenal. And he had the music playing too, which is kind of cool. Anyways, guys, I'm gonna leave it here. In fact, you don't turn on this road. Let me do that. I'm recording this now because I'm on call the rest of the week. And my life's going to be a living hell for the rest of it. But anyways, guys. Hella Pit. Go XFL.